and we'll wait to see. Amen. Well, I better do what I got to do before, <laughs> before the fool says. Brother Bobby mentioned earlier, always good to see Sister Walker Amen. in the house. Amen. That's that great son of her, Trey, <laughs> holding it down. Good to see you, man. Always good to see you. This evening, I want to direct your attention to 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12. Not 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians. No, 2 Corinthians. I'm wrong. Anyway, Paul, as we know, dealt with an issue in his spiritual walk. Now, none of us know exactly. Many people have guessed, scholars have assumed and whatever, but this is what we do know from the Word of God. It was something that troubled Paul. And it troubled him greatly. And it troubled him to the point he described it as a messenger of Satan. Now when you stop and think about that, when something troubled you to that degree, it can't be anything good. Because what good can come from Satan? So when I think about this text and I think about this context when Paul was describing whatever it was that troubled him in his life. It was something rough. It was something terrible. Because when I think about Satan, I think about his characteristics. I think about what Jesus had to say about him. He come to steal, kill, destroy. It's a liar. And all these other sinful and terrible attributes that you think about when you think about Satan. I could throw in a few more trifling devices and a whole lot of other things. But in Paul's walk, he said it troubled him to the point that he went to the Lord three times. that it might depart from him. In Sunday school this morning, we're talking about endurance. Endurance. Having to endure as a Christian. Having to face and deal with issues that we are confronted with and we have to deal with in life. We have to endure because the reward is only to those who finish and last till the end. Paul said, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And serving, I have to smile when I think about this, serving the wonderful, loving, caring God that Paul served and that we serve, you would think in your regular way of thinking, God would have said, 
But only to Paul's response, he received this reply. My grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Come on, God. This thing is wearing me out. This thing is weighing me down. This thing is troubling my life. Well, what could Paul express and tell God that God didn't already know? I choose to believe that God still saw something in Paul, whereas he still had some confidence in himself and trying to live this life and carry out the mission and God said, my grace is sufficient. Because until this thing bring you to your knees, then you can recognize exactly who I am and how powerful I am and can be in your life. Many of us miss, and God cannot be glorified totally in our lives because we refuse to humble ourselves. We refuse to humble ourselves Amen. to the point to show God our true weakness. Amen. It's not that God wants to take advantage of us or do us any harm or wrong. But the word of God said, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. God doesn't need our help. God wants us not only to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. He wants us to depend on him. Not for just about everything, but God wants us to depend on Him for everything. Why would God have a desire for us to depend on Him for everything? Because any crack, any opening for us to lean on ourselves could be devastating and can just mess up what God is setting up. Amen. When I recognize that it is through Christ, it is through the help of God that I exist and that I survive in this life, you know what? I don't need you. Because who's bigger than God? Whose hand can outstretch and reach me when no other hand can? God's hand can reach me. God's hand to lift me when nobody else will be there to lift me. God's hand, God's hand can feed me when no other will feed me. God desires for us to lean on Him totally, not just sometimes. And so often when we choose not to endure 
what we are saying is, God, I don't trust you enough to become so vulnerable and to allow you to see me in my nakedness, my nakedness of spirituality. I don't trust you enough to deliver me through what you want to take me through. Well, how can God be glorified if I don't trust him and allow him to show me and allow him to teach me and allow myself to become strengthened even in my weakness. Yeah. Only to understand my strength is not in and of myself. It's my dependency on God. Three times, folks. Three times. Listen to this. Paul said, in verse number seven, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, to buffet me. What do we mean to buffet me? This day wreaked havoc. It troubled <clears throat> you, you ever had a, a, a splinter in your finger? Something so small could be so nagging and aggravating. Hmm. You, you, you could be doing something and then a piece of paper or something you slide your finger across and you say, it say, hey, I'm still here. <laughs> you can try to ignore me if you want to. I'm still here. Hmm. And you said, man, how can something so small, you can barely see it with your naked eye, how can something so small be so aggravated? But let me tell you, what Paul is describing here, it's not just aggravating. He said, a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above Just maybe, God still had a little bit more teaching he needed to do. How much more does he have to work on us? How many of us, when troubles enter into our lives and we turn to God, we pray and we say, Lord, help. How many of us truly mean that when we pray? It's a short prayer, Lord help me. But how many of us really mean that prayer? Do we really want the Lord's help or do we just want him to do something for us so we can go on about our business doing what we want to do? Is it in the back of our mind to grow closer to God after we say, Lord help? Or, or do we just use God as, as, as Something to clear the way for me to go on about and do what I want to do to fulfill the lust hmm. in my flesh. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength 
is made perfect in weakness. That's a chilling thought. It really don't register and make sense to us, really, to think that I must become weak. to experience the might of God. In other words, I have to become dependent on God Amen. to see His true might, to understand how mighty He is. But as long as I want to interfere and try to throw my two bit in, I can never see the abundance of his mind. Amen. You know, that's like an addict. Whether it's smoke, uh, whether it's smoke crack or shoot heroin or meth or whatever. You know, after they after they shoot up or smoke or whatever, they say, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good to go. I'm all right. Until that monkey scratch on their back again. <laughs> And then they realize, man, this monkey won't stop scratching. And what I mean, for y'all who don't understand, when, when that desire and that need for another hit arises, then what they come to realize and understand, man, I felt good. I was thinking that I'm okay until that monkey comes back and say, I want some more. I need some more. Now, the addict may say, I'm not doing it anymore. That was my last time. That mother said, oh, really? Well, you know what? Let, let me talk to you. <laughs> let, me, let me drop some thoughts into your mind. And before you know it, they were determined when they first said, I'm not doing it anymore. But guess what? They kept listening. And then the next thing you know, they're, they're smoking again. They're shooting up again. Why? Because they are leaning to their own. Understanding and leaning and depending on their own strength. God don't need our strength. God needs our humility. God needs our weakness. He needs us to show our weakness to him that he may develop us and make us strong. Mm -hmm. That he can carry us. That we don't have to be concerned about trying to carry ourselves. How strong do you claim to be? Maybe that's why you have so many problems in your life. Mm -hmm. I guess the question we need to ask, how weak are we claiming to be to allow God to be our strength? Mm -hmm. Huh? Brother, maybe that don't make sense. It makes sense to me. Because in our weakness, He is made strong. He can demonstrate just who he is. Is God demonstrating in your life who he is? Or are you trying to help God along the way? 
to say, God, let me help you out. Let me help you out with this difficult husband of mine. No, God don't need you to help him. God needs you to stay in your lane and humble yourself and do what you're supposed to do. In other words, he needs you to be humble. He needs you to be submissive. He needs you to stay in your lane and say, Lord, I'm leaning and depending on you to deal with this spouse of mine. Brother, man, I, I, I just can't roll like that. Well, you know what? That's why that thorn is aggravating you. That's why that thorn is giving you so much trouble. Well, what thorn are you talking about? I don't know. You know it. It's bothering you, not me. And it shall continue to trouble your life until you give God. We don't need to be going around boasting about how strong we are. We need to be confessing and acknowledging to God, Lord, help me that I may become weak in you, that you may be my strength. Don't make sense, Brother May. Just because it don't make sense doesn't mean it don't work. It, it, when, it, when I first became a Christian, it didn't make sense to me to turn the other cheek. Because guess what? On the street, you do on the other before they do it to you. A lot of things in life don't make sense to the carnal mind. But that's why we don't live and exist as Christians, as the people of God in the carnal way of thinking. What are you willing to allow God to do in your life? He said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect. In other words, man, I, I, have a, I have cleared the way out by denying myself. And I said, Lord, here am I. Fix me. Use me. Here am I. Use me. Because I'm yours. Are you willing to give Yourself to God today? Are you willing to clear the way out that God's strength may be perfected in your life? Last time, see, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in I don't want to hear me about how strong you think you are. Because he knows you. Even Jesus said, for without me, you can do nothing. So what really, what really are you? Other than a big bag of hot air. Somebody may be thinking of themselves more highly than we ought to. 
and you're only setting yourself up for failure. But when God works His perfection through our weakness, there is no failure. There is no turning back. Let God use you. Don't be ashamed of your weakness before God. Number one, He already knows. But He needs for us to show it. To remove ourselves so that He may be known in our lives. You want to make it in life? Trust God. Trust God. You'll never leave. You'll never fail. You'll never disappoint you. And don't get disappointment mixed up with what you don't understand. Just because you don't understand don't mean God disappointed you. You just need to have faith and believe what He say is true. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say to see. We boast on being strong. You know, that's the thing of the world, how strong you are. Not only physically, but spiritually, folks get caught up because I can pull this, pull <laughs> this, pull this, pull this. That don't mean you smile. <laughs> It just means you got a pretty decent memory and you set aside the time you can remember that. Men go to the gym and women go to the gym. They, they work their bodies and get these seats and everything and you know it's all about look at me, look at me, look at me. And and you're going to die just like everybody else. <laughs> I remember the guy that, what, some years ago, who, who started the big crave about John. He dropped dead John. <laughs> you know, everybody was into the thing. You need the job. You need the job. You need the I'm not knocking that. But I'm just saying, you still die. <laughs> You, you really want to you want to invest in something that's going to matter show your weakness to God that he may perfect his will and his way and his strength in your life and you know what that will carry on not only in this life but even in the life of God what did Paul say to live is Christ. To die is gain. And when it was all said and done, it said, let us, hey, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Paul said, I know it's me. I know it's me. Because I got me out of the way. And even though that was a thorn reaping havoc in my life, that thorn did not keep him from serving God. God is bigger than any thorn that can come into your life. If you allow God to work it His way. 
or you're going to give in. And the thorn is going to take your life. Because you're going to go out looking for a shortcut. Hmm. And the devil's going to lie to you and say, get off on this exit. We'll find a way. Only to realize there's no on-ramp to get back on. Why would the devil do that? Because he's a liar. And he's seeking whom he may destroy. Will you consider getting you out of the way and allowing God to perfect his will in your life? What's our song say? Learning to lean. Learning to lean. You willing to learn to lean? Huh? Or you say you already got it down pat? Oh, I think there's room for even more. For more learning. How about you? Is it? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Don't look at somebody else. Look at me. How weak are you in the sight of God? Let us together stand.